Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about the season of Dawn, my thoughts, how did it go, sort of a review of the entire season since we're kind of at the end here and I can now include, you know, Empyrean Foundation in my thoughts. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live. And if you are on YouTube, you can hit the like, share, subscribe, and the little bell button. That does help me out. I appreciate all of the love on YouTube lately. It's been cool to see a lot of uh, new folks and nice comments. I don't get to reply to all of them, though. Uh, I do my best to do that. So, my thoughts on Season of Dawn. I'm going to talk about the artifact, the sundial, the loot, and then I'm going to end by kind of talking about the Empyrean Restoration as an event. And then, you know, obviously Corridors of Time is in there. But I wanted to give big picture topics about this. The artifact being one of the main things that is sort of present every single season. Then the actual the, the content itself, right? The activity that's going to happen every season. In this case, it was the sundial. And then end by talking about the loot. We are sort of dealing with another resurgence of, you know, complaining criticism, I think, from folks that are at the top of the the pyramid of engagement. They're sort of dissatisfied with the structure of the Escalation or the Empyrean Foundation and how much time they have to spend the tower. I understand and I kind of sympathize with people that are getting kind of bored and it's kind of tedious, but I do think that a lot of the content from beginning of the season to now is definitely not structured for the top 10%, the top 1% of the player base. It is more designed for mid lane players, more hobbyist style players. I do think those people play a lot though and I don't think this was a season for casuals. If you look and zoom out on the what was required to get your obelisks leveled and getting the level 92 the, and getting an extra perk on your guns. That's a hardcore incentive. It was a pretty substantive grind as far as time you know, that, that went into it. And then the significant amount of d- guns and variations that you could get in chasing god rolls on all of the different weapons that were introduced. I really don't think zoomed out as sort of an intro to my review. I really don't think this season was for the casuals. Corridors of time and then the current uh, you know, way of getting rewarded for Empyrean Foundation Foundation is definitely uh, catered to a, a large swath of players, and the hardcores I think have really been able to get a lot this season and a lot out of the season. I do think that they typically, as is their custom, all the way back to King's Fall, play stuff at a high ratio and makes these things sort of evaporate rather quickly as far as not having a lot of substance and not a lot of replayability. They get done a little bit quicker than everybody else. So first, let's just talk about the artifacts. I still think the idea behind the artifact is really, really good. I, I love the idea of every season. You go in, you got this new thing, new mods. It gives you some bonus power. It's something to kind of level up alongside the season pass. I think the artifact and the season pass pair very, very well together. Of all the content innovations that Bungie has come up with, I do think the artifact and the season pass are really, really strong value points that they have come up with to give you sort of that sense of progression, grind, and reward every single season. I do think, though, that the champion mods are too restrictive if I'm going to start there on the far left side champion mods are too restrictive I would just take them out of the artifact I would standardize the champion mods to work on a variety of primaries so you're not restricted to a handful of primaries every season and then I would use modifiers in the activities to funnel you away from a particular uh, you know build or set of you know primaries every single week there are other things here on the artifact as well that are just not all that interesting there's an entire lane you could get rid of that is built around glimmer that is just, I don't think, necessary. Uh, they're, they're sort of throwaway. And then the reload perks, 
again it's nice to you know for a season get a discount on some of these reloads but by and large i think that they could probably afford to take the entire first three rows and just remove them standardize some of those mods as mods that are usable we don't need the glimmer mods and then the back two are nice every season you can kind of you know change things up you got breach resonator that's good for shield piercing you got you know tenderizer that's good for unstoppable i like this see this is where i think they need to focus stuff that's going to modify hey you're using unstoppable hey you're using shield piercing you know rounds great here you go here's some things to modify that presence in the game and then the last column here i really really like heavy finisher on certain builds because if you're committed to not using your super on bosses and things like that you can really use that to keep your heavy count high which i rather enjoy some of the synergy there of getting machine gun kills and getting more super from machine getting more super energy from machine gun kills and then using the finisher to feed myself heavy ammo that's like a really really fun way to play so i think the final two rows are are good and and have lots of potential for innovation and changes i i just really feel like the first three rows can just go away uh, and become more standardized as 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 things that you can use when you're playing every season. So lots of the mods I just think are uninteresting. Leveling power every season on the artifact, I think unfortunately is sort of eroding deltas and end game aspirational feel. 980 content's not really that hard when you're at 980 or within the 980 delta. You know you're nine, you know you're 977 or something, or you're you're 985. So I love the idea of bonus power and a sense of power progression every season from the artifact, but I think it's hurting the difficulty spectrum, the sense of a difficulty spectrum, the sense of aspirational content. So Bungie could afford to use contest modifier, I think, to push back against this. I don't want to get rid of the bonus power grind. I think the bonus power grind is good. I think it's accessible and enjoyable for a variety of players but I do think the fact that it's sort of an, it feels like it's almost an enemy of aspirational content. It would probably be smart for them to use contest modifier to bring back some of the difficulty spectrum and the sense of and the sense of challenge. So overall the artifact's good. Those are some ways that I would change it, especially this time around. I felt that there was a handful of things that were undesirable about the artifact, especially with every Thing being a scout pulse and bow and then you know you can do auto rifle for overload but overload champions are like nowhere to be seen now let's talk about the sundial so the artifact in the season pass i thought were pretty solid there's room for improvement let's talk about sundial sundial was fun it was fast dynamic and varied it, you know it was it was it was always a little bit different it never felt exactly the same there were new mechanics and new things to do like the hammer of dawn room and then the uh, the loot delivery, I think, was good. It was very rewarding. It, we got a lot of loot. The, the way they set it up, it, you, you can't really complain about not getting enough drops or it's too hard to get a god roll. It's a very, very rewarding encounter. It's very, very quick. It's, it's over and it's and it's done with. Someone in chat saying it was the same three encounters. They were new encounters and they actually are not always present. You don't always get the exact same encounters, so they vary it uh, a little bit. Every time you're going to be playing seasonal content like this, it is going to get repetitious. Once you play a strike, it's the same strike the next time you run it. Once you go through a public event, that's the same public event you're going to play. That's the game. That's not a criticism. That's literally just describing how the content flows. The way that they set up loot delivery, though, was a little bit too transactional you would get to the end and you would just like click buttons and get a bunch of guns i do think loot delivery needs to be looked at we talked about this with weapon frames and weapon bounties going more toward a weapon boon or having weapons drop from a boss i think is more exciting i think it actually does affect the experience of the player i really do um 
the the experience of the player is is something to be considered here. It's good to be rewarding. It is. I think it is good to say, hey, let's make a content like that is limited be really rewarding so nobody gets to the end of the season and feels like, oh my gosh, I didn't get any of the drops that I wanted. Generosity is not the devil here. It's not the enemy. I think generosity is good. It's all about how the loot is delivered. A little too transactional, a little too just press the button, get the drop. I think loot explosions from bosses needs to be recaptured. I think getting drops from bosses needs to be recaptured so take the spirit of that and the spirit of the generosity of the event itself and bring those together into a happy marriage would be more exciting for people legend sundial was pretty disappointing this is a big conundrum that i believe bungie is in right now aspirational content doesn't really have a place in seasonal content because it's time limited it it, you can only have so many months to run it so if they're going to do aspirational content my my charge to them would be get everything done in the first month roll out the bosses roll out the rhythm and roll out the, the, the the harder difficulty and then you have two months to engage with the harder difficulty get rid of extinguish maybe consider matchmaking i don't know but then create aspirational rewards and an aspirational incentive if they can't do that then don't bother seriously and i I don't mean that in a mean way if you can't create aspirational reward do not bother don't bother with a legend or a hard version of next season's activity just leave it as it is turn it into a rotating door of loot where you're just going in grinding and getting loot that's totally fine that lands on most of the player base but don't dangle aspirational content in front of your hardcore audience and then have it deliver basically nothing. I think that's one of the biggest problems with the way they've structured the content is I don't think the season was built for casuals, but when you dangle aspirational content in front of us and you say, oh, legend, legend sundial, and it amounts to a whopping nothing, I think that's when people start to get pretty frustrated and feel like you're not really feeding their side of the game. Lastly, let's talk about the loot itself. I felt like the look and the feel of the Saint-14 weapons were excellent. I love the art style. They also feel really good, the way they handle the auto rifle, the scout, the brand new grenade launcher. I really appreciate the linear fusion. There's something very, very crispy and very nice about these weapons they don't just look cool they feel and they handle in a way that's that i think is nice they added some new perks you had perks like vorpal and osmosis and lead from gold and some others that made it sort of exciting to get some of the guns and try them out i do think they need to continue to press the perk pool forward uh to really lean into elemental perks and maybe perks we've never seen before perk synergies would be really really nice like the perk synergies we saw on the wrath of the machine weapons like you know genesis chain and we've even had some perk synergy in d2 with things like desperado so the new perks were nice and they added they shook up the grind a little bit but i do think they could go a little bit further with the perks overall i thought the loot was nice I still don't think there's a good armor pursuit. There really is not a good way to pursue armor. Uh, they they kind of made it tough on themselves, I think, too, is the armor that you got from the season pass was, you know, had great rolls on it. Uh, the, the aesthetic of the armor was awesome. I really, really enjoyed the aesthetic of the armor that had all the, you know, the, the very ornate look and the Saint-14 look. But by and large, there's still no good pursuit for armor. So when it comes to loot, armor looks cool. No really good way to pursue good stats. The guns looked awesome and had new perks. So I don't have any major complaints about the guns. Overall, I thought the season was a was a success. Player base numbers on the PvE side seem to respond very well uh, to the content and the structure. And going forward, I think there's a handful of things that could tighten down on and do a little bit better job of. But overall, I think for $10, they did a very good job. And then the Empyrean Foundation, the Empyrean Restoration, I think is a nice crescendo to the end of the season. And Quarters of Time was a unique community event that we've never experienced before. So overall, I thought they've done, a, I give this a, a high marks uh, for the season. 
And if the the future seasons can have a little bit more substance and a little bit more depth because they've been being developed for a little bit longer, I think we're in for a pretty good road ahead. Uh, Just got to think through some of the things I talked about in this video. We're going to transition to Q&A. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. As always, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the question and answer session that followed my thoughts on Season of Dawn so far. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live, or if you're on YouTube, you can hit like, share, subscribe, or the little bell button. Let's jump right into the questions. Mr. Coos, random idea. What if they put a bounty board in the farm? Give people a quick location to get all their bounties and free up the tower, give the farm some life. Well, you're going to turn the farm into into a into a funnel too. I mean, you're going to create a bottleneck there too. Um, I don't know if there's a good answer to this. I don't know if we want to start saying, well, forget all the NPCs. Let's just have a bounty board where you can get all of the bounties. I don't know if that's the right answer. I do think that going to the going to the tower like once maybe twice a day is fine uh repeatables obviously are going to have you going back more weapon frames are going to have you going back more so there could be something like i said with weapon boons let you know you grab the boon and then the gun has a chance to drop from a particular you know playlist or something so you just grind strikes until it drops that could be something that you could refresh or replenish or buy like 20 of them and then just go run strikes and when you pop it, it's live and then you can just keep staying in the playlist instead of having to go back to the tower. Repeatable bounties and weapon frames, I think, are creating that sort of, I don't want to keep having to go back to the tower. Uh, so I get I get that sort of pain point. I don't know if they want to overcourse correct here and be like, well, there's a bounty board in the farm that has all the bounties or uh, there's a bounty board in in your quest tab that you can just access from orbit and then you never really feel the need to go to the tower there's something about that that I think is good there is something ritualistic about the tower and something very destiny about going to the tower but making people go back to the tower every time they need to get new frames or every time they want to get more repeatables they could come up with ways to mitigate that I think and um, Enzion didn't get any question in yesterday about D3. What do you think of D3 being a prequel, uh, being put back into the Warlords and the Dark Age era? It'd be a great way to get rid of our vault and our current loot by making us make a new character for back then. We would meet the Drifter and create the story. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with the idea of going back to the beginning and seeing things before they were now, Golden Age and Golden Age weaponry and all of that. You could probably just time travel to achieve that. The Stranger could show up and, and rip us through time and that's why we would lose all of our stuff. It's it's all back at the vault, right? We we don't have it. We don't have it on us. She could literally say nothing can come with you. You know how they do that with time travel? Like you end up naked on the other side. So we could we could finally get to see our guardians, you know, naked body, but that's not really the point. The point is is that they could do something with time travel where we do end up back in time and we end up with none of our loot or something. I I could get down with that as an idea. I don't want a prequel though. We would want our guardian to 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 go from D1 to D2 to D3, not suddenly like, well who are we? What what guardian are we? Does that make sense? There needs to be a continuation of what we're presently doing, not just sort of a no no, you're a brand new guardian or you're the young version of your guardian. Does that make sense? That's how I would probably um, want to approach it. If we were, in fact, going back in time, make it a time travel. Kane, do you think next season will be Fallen Bay since we haven't had a focus on them yet? It's possible. Season of the Worthy could 
bring in some of the fallen elements there could be something with prison of elders and that would obviously could bring Varix back into the picture because he's the one that opened the prison uh Aldrin could obviously come back in as well trials of osiris is not going to really have anything to do with like lore and the fallen uh it's obvious it's going to be something geared around this beacon and, and inspiring the next generation of guardians or whatever it is that saint has been saying i could see them doing something with the fallen but i don't know if that's really in the cards right now it seems like more things are building with the hive more things are building with the vex and that the fallen would maybe kind of come out of left field i like i really do i like i like the the idea of a something centered around the fallen but it, this is just one of those things that i'm just going to kind of be like a maybe to i don't know how else to make the speculation about it. there's nothing in the story current storyline and arcs that makes me think we're suddenly going to be dealing with fallen the reason thoughts on mince information affecting the overall thoughts on a season some people believe that content is going away because bungie wants to increase once an increase in player engagement i don't know where you're getting i don't know where you're coming from on this what misinformation who is spreading misinformation about that who people believe in content's going away because bungie wants to increase player engagement again this just sounds like a really bad take i don't really feel like answering it um Lovain. the past two seasons have learned a lean toward a horde mode timed activity in my opinion they need to change the activity up a bit do you think that they should change the game mode and what kind of activities could they possibly do we have dealt with this tons and tons of times. Whether you go back to Court of Oryx, Archon's Forge, Blind Well, Escalation Protocol, The Forges, Reckoning, Menagerie, Sundial, Vex Offensive, all of the content that is loopable is Horde Mode. So I don't know what people expect. Strikes are linear and get thrown into the Strike Play Pool, play pool Adventures and Lost Sectors, and... Um, even story missions are really, really short, and again, they're linear. Loopable content is going to be horde nature in its in its essence. I do think that there's a significant difference between Sundial and the Blind Well, and there's a big difference between the Blind Well and Escalation Protocol. I think they've actually done a pretty good job with diversity. I think people are just being sort of. Uh, I don't, I don't even know what to call it anymore. Just ignoring ignoring what Destiny is and acting as if there's... When was there a time when we weren't doing an activity like that? You know? I don't, I don't know when that time existed. Blue Lungs with three months. That's a blue badge. Thank you. Seven months from Masterclass. Thank you. Um, I just... I'm this I'm going to just continue to give the same canned answer to this because it's such a canned question at this point. I just this is how the game has always been. I don't know what type of content and and honestly, anytime somebody asks this question, they never make a suggestion. What is the content type that you think would be better? What is the content style or was there a time where you thought there was better content that we looped through and played over and over again that was better? I, I, I never really see any suggestions in this vein. I don't. So I, I don't know what people uh, want. Rail Mango. What do you think should be Bungie's greatest takeaway from Season of Dawn? That if they're going to do aspirational content, there needs to be aspirational loot. Um, you know? I, I would say if you're going to do aspirational stuff like Legend Sundial, number one, it needs to have aspirational loot. Number two, the, the, the modifiers just... Excuse me, I had to sneeze. The modifiers need to be interesting. I didn't think the modifiers were that interesting. Uh, I thought they were super painful uh, and not even challenging. They made the content unenjoyable. Legend Sundial was not fun. It was not challenging. It was unenjoyable and painful and not rewarding. Um, so, Jeff Keeley is not hosting E3 this year? Really? 
Huh. Well, if I didn't stream on Twitch, I would say, get at me, YouTube, but that's interesting. Ginger 300. When it comes to ritual weapons... Did I skip a question? No. Uh, Ginger 300. When it comes to ritual weapons this season, especially that they were super quick to acquire, do you think that they should be two ritual weapons for each vendor, perhaps, or do you think rituals are fine in their current state? I honestly don't have a strong answer here. There's a couple of options. Ritual weapons could just continue to kind of be like a, hey, it's there, it's unique. Um, Somebody had the idea yesterday of like, it could introduce new perks that then come next season. I also think that like rituals aren't necessary, but they're probably going to continue doing them because it's something that they can put on the calendar. It's something that they can promote. It's something that people look forward to. I would say my advice if Bungie was taking advice from me, my advice would be to make the grind for them a little bit longer. It's okay if you don't get it right away. It's okay if it takes, um, you know, a season, a, you know, a, a half a season or something, or a month, a month to a month and a half a season. They were very, very uh, short-lived this time around, so they could extend that grind a little bit. They could, they could do a better job, I think. But I don't know if you want to turn it. You, we can't go back to Pinnacles. We can't go back to Mountaintop and Recluse. We can't go back there. Um, it's not, it's not, it's not going to work. I don't think they, they clearly created their own problem. So neon Jedi as a casual player, I found this season's artifact to be quite underwhelming. How would you go about instilling a more interactive and engaging artifact? I talked about that in the talk. I would get rid of the glimmer lane. I would get rid of the lane with the champion mods. Champion mods should just be standardized. The reload mods aren't really needed either. I like the mods that modify playstyle. Hey, this is going to make Unstoppable stronger, or this is going to give you more grenade energy if you're using shield piercing. Um, You're going to get back heavy ammo from a finisher. Stuff like that is where I would go. If I was was looking at the situation and I was Bungie, I would be saying, what are ways we can use the artifact to modify playstyle? Playstyle is not, oh, you have to use scouts, bows, and pulses. That's not it. That's too simplistic. I would say you need more of a... If you're running this build, this is going to complement your build, so you feel an incentive to you know to run it. It's kind of like how I said, if you go with modifiers to make me run a scout or a sidearm for a particular week or a particular activity, you're incentivizing me to do it. I don't feel like I have to. And so if there were certain things on the artifact that said, oh, hey, if you're running rocket launchers or if you're running this particular build, this is going to make it a little bit stronger. And that's a nice capstone and a nice sort of, I'll try some different builds out. That would be the route that I would take with the artifact. Because if it's crazy and it's too strong, they can remove it, they can tweak it, they can adjust it, and they're not adjusting the guns themselves or your bi- or your super or your build or your, your subclass. Owen. Big fan for a while now, Lono. What's your opinion on god rolls as the core grind in Destiny? Don't get me wrong, I love it, and I love that everyone for the most part enjoys it, but it's mostly been grinding god rolls for the better part of two years. I can't help but feel it's getting a little stale. Armor 2.0, I think, is the untapped potential in the grind right now, giving you two things. Two things need to happen with Armor 2.0 and armor in general. Number one, a really, really good pursuit of armor. There's no intention, there's no agency, there's no player control really over chasing armor at all. So you can chase the good armor and the good stats. And then secondly, you need a place that sort of presses on you and makes you think about min-maxing and having the best armor and having the best build. I think that's sort of the next era of grind for Destiny that hasn't been fully realized. There is a 
there is sort of a, a a pointlessness right now. It's it's it seems it seems almost pointless. Like there's no real reason to grind for God roll armor. And then even if there even if there was a reason, like oh you need it for this area of the game, there's no good way to chase it. So those two things need to happen. I do think armor pursuits the next big thing they could really invest in because chasing God rolls is great. But you're right, that's kind of the only thing we're grinding for. Chief Pogchamp says, "What do you think Bungie could be uh, could have done to get more people using the new seasonal mods?" I just kind of adjust this with the artifact and the other question. Doing things that are more complementary and incentive driven, it feels a little restrictive or uninteresting right now. Nodded. How do you feel about the amount of drops we're getting now compared to previous seasons and DLCs? It seems really, really high. It doesn't feel like an accident. I don't think Bungie's been been taken surprised by this. I don't think they're sort of thinking like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do now? People are getting lots and lots of, 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 of guns to drop. I don't think they're being surprised. I don't think it's going to be a problem. More than likely, what is on the horizon is the almost like a resetting probably of the armor 2.0 idea coming to weapons so a weapons 2.0 where you willingly get rid of all that stuff and you're not being forced to do it you're sort of like I want to because the new stuff's better I think they're going to bury us in weapons and then they're going to give you a ton of reason to get rid of them later on I'm not Russian well that's helpful do you think the gear score leveling and milestones should be uncapped and the artifact leveling should be de-emphasized, not eliminated? After reaching 970 gear score on all characters, there's no need to run Strikes, Gambit, or Crucible in the current season or the next because you'll be able to earn pinnacles immediately. At present, if I want to see my power go up, there's only a few things worth my time. So you think gear score leveling should be uncapped? The... There's a, there's a danger here. I don't necessarily know if this is going to cause too many problems, but the artifact being de-emphasized and, and gear grinding going back to being emphasized doesn't seem like something they're wanting to do. Now, what are you going to do with somebody that goes crazy and hits 990 on their gear score or 1000 on their gear score and nothing's hard for them? This is where contest modifier is always a viable option. It doesn't matter how high your artifact is. It doesn't matter if they do something like this with gear score to satisfy a player like you. If they do this, it doesn't matter because you know contest modifier can always be there to say you're going to want to have the best possible build, rolls, armor, mods, etc. Because this really challenging content is here. And your level on your gear and your level on your artifact has no bearing in a contest modifier environment. The big question mark is if they were to do that. Give you endless leveling on your gear. Even maybe continue to give you endless leveling on your artifacts. And then you're grinding strikes and nightfalls to min-max and to level up your armor and to get all those resources. What are they? What are you going to be chasing in contest modifier content? Like, what would be the point? People have really been promoting the idea of aspirational content being more vanity driven, but I don't know if that's the right call either. Why are you going to go into the really, really hard contest modifier content? Oh, vanity items. There's ornaments and there's emotes. I don't know. That might last for a little bit, but you got to remember, ornaments and emotes drop once and you're done. There's no. There is no roll oh I got a bad roll on this ornament or I got a bad roll on this on this emote no you get it and you're kind of done so there's a real danger there I think of saying we need to give people aspirational content okay what are you going to put in the aspirational content um 
non-game impacting vanity items okay well that's not much of a grind either there the scalability of the game is the thing that i continue to say is the real true question mark what do you do with people who play a bunch and level up and get all the best gear how do you incentivize and motivate them to chase gear in the next season how do you incentivize and motivate people to change their armor or to chase new armor how do you how what are you going to put in aspirational content the scalability of this game is i ask the same question about everything people talk about like what what can they do to anthem to make it better division 2 is trying to update what about borderlands 3 lono and i'm always like scalability you can make really really fun content it was fun to fly around in anthem division's early game was really really good the the classes and the guns and the uniqueness of borderlands was dope but the scalability of all three of those games sucked and so people stopped playing and and destiny destiny is doing better but i still think the scalability and the aspirational end game grind for destiny is still in some respects limping along I, I, I do think that all these games are suffering from the same quandary and finding their way is just part of the journey that we're all on right now. Division's going to roll out its new stuff and we're going to see how it goes. Borderlands has been making improvements to their games and we'll see how it goes. Anthem's trying to rebuild their game from the bottom up. They're trying to rebuild the foundation to see if they can't build and capture the right style of game and the right sort of vision for the community to enjoy it. And Bungie's doing something similar. Season to season, they're trying to figure out a way to get you to keep playing, keep chasing, keep leveling, keep, you know, keep going for those drops. There, I don't think there's an easy answer to the solution because this many games are all trying to figure out in their own way. Uh, McCheshire. Hey, Lono, do you think it's worth Bungie's efforts that rather than deci- uh, dedicating a season to new content, instead of perform a significant update to the main playlist regarding their systems and rewards, a season of look where they are now kind of effect? This is basically a Paul Tassie article that you might not have read. Uh, you should probably go read it. He a- advocated for a season of the refresh is essentially what Paul Tassie advocated for. And I don't disagree with him. I would love to see it. I would love to see the Strike playlist, the Crucible playlist, uh, all of the old pace planets, all the NPCs, all those loot pools repurposed, resurfaced, and re-energized. I'd love it, but I don't know how that would go over. I really don't. People be like, what am I paying for? Why am I buying this season? What, what? And if you don't do it, if you don't charge for it, then Bungie's working for nothing. They're working for free. Yeah, we just overhauled the entire game. It was a massive undertaking. It was. It took more time and bandwidth and work than a seasonal offering. And you have to give it away for free because people are going to complain and cry about like, oh, it's just a reskin. Uh, so my... The thing that I have advocated for every season, repurpose an activity, an NPC, and a loot pool and make it free. So you're paying for the seasonal content. There's a season pass. There's a seasonal activity. There's a new loot pool. There's all the new stuff. And then there's something free alongside of it. Hey, this season we made Escalation Protocol match made from orbit. You don't have to go down to the planet anymore. And we upgraded the loot pool. We made it cooler. Uh, we updated the roles, new perks, and all this stuff. And it's free. Oh, cool. And then the, the paid content's running alongside of it. If they swing too hard at the reskin element, the repurposing element, you're just going to get a bunch of criticism and boredom from folks being like, I'm not paying for content I already own. And also, people are going to say, "What? what's the point of logging in and playing? I already done, I've already done that. I've already played that. I think if you, do a, if you do a both and, new content that's paid, reskins that are free, and have them launch at the same time, 
and make it clear that those updates and those reskins are completely and utterly free to all players. That's good for new light players because you're suddenly repurposing and resurfacing pockets of the game that aren't getting a whole lot of attention. They never got to experience Escalation Protocol. They never got to chase those weapons. Well, now they can. And now, instead of standing around in a public space hoping that it happens, it's match made. Just throw yourself in there. Jinja 300. Do you think the seasonal artifact should provide passive buffs in some of the slots, similar to the passive uh, mat detectors and obelisks instead? Sure. Uh, next question. Kyrian, would you change how seasons are handled currently? Do you think what do you think is improving or hurting the game? This is too generic. I'm not really going to answer this, Kyrian. Like, do I think it's being handled well? Yeah. Do you think it's improving or hurting the game? Seems to be going well. PvP seems pretty starved and needs some significant updates and changes. But overall, I think the seasonal content uh, is is working and it's achieving its aim. Its aim is to keep people playing season to season. The Void Hunter. What would you say would be the best way to improve the experiences of new light players with would something like GTA 5 be the way? I'm not super familiar with GTA 5. I think player acquisition is a pain point. I think it's hard to ask Bungie to spend a lot of time on it because they got to look at the ROI. How much money are they going to make from a new light player? How much money are they going to make from a new light player if the early game is streamlined? If you're going to play Destiny and you're going to find the early game too confusing or too overwhelming or whatever, it's it's unlikely they can really really soften those edges and make you a fan of the game if you play destiny for 30 minutes and shooting the heads and hitting the melees and throwing the grenades is satisfying you're probably going to find your way into the into the mid game and the late game um i i really do think it's a matter of roi how much time can they truly dedicate to polishing super outdated content that's being probably played by a fraction of folks um, and then the risk would be they still might not become a fan of the game. I'm not saying that they shouldn't do it. I'm saying it's probably a big question of triage and priority right now. Do they have time to do it? And is the ROI on it going to be something that was, that's worth it in the present time? T-Funk. With the focus on the meat of the player base, can you foresee a typical endgame, raids, nightfalls, PvP endgame, eventually being removed? The meat of the player base doesn't engage with a lot of pinnacle activities, and Bungie dedicates time to raids and nightfalls. I don't think they would ever come to this conclusion, because raids have been a staple of the game for a really long time. They're a great marketing element. PvP endgame, I do think, is needed. I think the PvP crowd is noticeably thin, and bolstering that I think is definitely worth it the engagement I think can be uh, increased and improved and I don't know if you want to completely abandon that side of the game I also don't know uh, if you want to completely abandon the the side of the game that largely is easy to make content for um, if you're if you're going if you if you're going to be making seasonal content, it's not that hard to fill the PvP hopper, Iron Banner and Trials and all these things. I really feel like they're dropping the ball on filling those hoppers. I also feel like maybe they're dropping the ball intentionally. They're like it's free, it's Iron Banner is free, so we don't need to put a bunch of stuff in there. Um, does PvP want Endgame or Loot Pursuit? Does PvP want ornaments? I would say Iron Banner and Trials are proof that people do want Endgame in PvP. They do want aspirational PvP content. They also want loot. You know, they also want loot. 
So I don't think they're ever going to get rid of raids and nightfalls and aspirational content because you have to understand something. I think the mistake we make is we're like, well, only 10% of the community engages with raids, only 10% of the community this, 10% of the community that. You have to understand that the meat of the player base still looks at aspirational content and takes a crack at it here and there. They go in, they just go in less frequently. It doesn't mean they never go in. If you remove that aspirational endgame, if you remove that that idea of like, here is something to aspire to, even mid lane players would be like, well, then what's the point? I only did one or two raids last season, but I still did it. I still grinded up for it to do it. Does that make sense? I think sometimes we get this idea in our mind that there's there's 10% of the community that engages with raids and then everybody else never, ever, ever, ever touches them. Same with Nightfalls. I don't think endgame aspirational content is just completely ignored and never paid any attention to by the majority of the player base. I just think they engage with it less often. So if you remove it, I think you'd have a really, really lopsided game. Right now, the game is not top-heavy. It's light at the top, and it's meaty in the center. If you completely remove the top, I think that meaty center would thin out because people would be like, what's the point? I was running Nightfalls and Raids every once in a while. I worked my way up and ran, you know, the nightmare hunts and blah, blah, blah. Like, that's the kind of thinking that they would probably come out with and say, like, you've completely removed the entire aspiration and reason to level up and play and grind for gear. Uh, Keo, what are your thoughts on endgame PvE right now? Uh, as I've said leading up to this question, aspirational content has been lackluster in D2. From the launch of D2 to now, aspirational content is there, it's not that difficult and the rewards are kind of blah. They've got to figure that out. I don't think aspirational content needs to kick you in the teeth. People keep asking for content to be more challenging. It's never been that challenging. All the raids in D1 were were very easy for the top 10% after, after a week. They were not that challenging. The people asking for challenging content have never been challenged by Destiny. They haven't. So, I, I don't think it's ever going to be a nut buster, but I definitely think there should be more of a desire to run it. Whether you have the Genesis chain effect like from Wrath where the, the weapons might not be best in class but they're unique and you can't get them anywhere else or you could go back to the days of the Fatebringer where it is one of the best guns and it is in the hardest content. Uh, one or the other I think is, is, is where they need to go. And also in line with this we need aspirational content with respect to here is where you go with your min-max build. Here is where you go with your perfect armor build. There's nowhere to go with that right now. I think contest modifier is probably the ticket. And then the big question is what do you do with the rewards? Astrid with 35 months. Thank you. Happy Wednesday. Wait. Not buzz- yeah. Uh, Captain Spaulding. Do you feel that the mission bounties that go with the ritual weapons for the emblem and the shaders is a bit long for what you get, or is it the right amount of work? I don't have a strong opinion on this. Karma Policeman. From yesterday's topic, does this sound cool to you for PvE? We get a new engine... I'm skipping. Not a question. Uh, Do you think Bungie overhyped or overstated some of the content this season with the season calendar, or do you think the community overhyped it? 
If anybody attempts to claim that Bungie overhyped Season of Dawn, they're completely fabricating a narrative. If anything, Bungie super understated and super underhyped Season of Dawn. Their streams, their trailers, their announcements, everything leading up to the launch of Season of Dawn was very understated. Their stream was arguably confused. It was it, it, it was it was short and it was very thin. They did not in my in my estimation over all the years of covering this game and playing this game, they didn't they did the least amount of hype and the least amount of promotion for Season of Dawn that I've ever seen them do. They 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 did very very little uh, to to overhype it. JC, Season of Dawn has served the player more via quality and quantity than any of the traditional DLCs. But why are people clambering for the old model? Because I think people have a hard time remembering just how good and some sub- substantive the DLC model was. I think people forget how massive the droughts were. You go back and you watch that video of me in November of 2015 telling people it's okay to take a break, and that's two months after uh, Taken King landed. And there is nothing on the horizon. There is no season at that time. There's no new season on the way. It's not like, oh, December, there's a new season, guys. Oh, March, there's a new season. No, there's nothing on the horizon at that point in time. And I'm telling people that it's okay to take breaks. Now, in November after Shadowkeep, it's like, oh, there's a new season around the corner. Oh, you're bored in February? Oh, no worries. There's a new season around the corner. Like, we're, we're, in, we're in such a better, better place. And truth be told, Season of Dawn really started out strong. People were like, this is way bigger and more substantive than I thought it was going to be. And I think people were, as it's being said in chat, people were pleasantly surprised. But they did what they've always done. They played a lot. They got bored. They get burned out. They take a break. They, they, they walk away. It's been happening like this for five years. There's never any, I've never had any cause for alarm. Outlander. With armor chasing centered mostly around stats or affinity and less so fashion, thanks to universal ornaments, what kind of carrot on a stick would you suggest to keep the armor grind vibrant each season? Charge with Light doesn't seem to cut it this season due to the number of factors. Lack of knowledge, energy costs, affinity, it's ETC. It's a really good summary. Um, and I'm going to tell you the same thing. I'm going I'm to tell you the same thing I've told everybody. You pretty much answered this already. Yeah, I... I already kind of talked about the two things you need to do with armor, but the truth of the matter is, I don't get really specific because I don't know what the answer is. Let's say they do what I said, and they give you an intentional grind for armor, and you get really good armor rolls this season on that cool set. Like, I like the set. I do. I like this set um, from uh, from this season. I don't even know if I even have any of it. Uh, the Righteous... Yeah, the Righteous set. I do. I like the way that it looks. Okay. If you suddenly gave me a way to get that and get the stats and the rolls that I want, I don't have an answer for next season. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how you motivate me to do it again. How do you motivate me to go for a whole new armor set? Armor, I think, is a bit of a conundrum, and I don't actually have an answer. I don't. I don't know what the solution is. JC. What could they do to avoid the issue of recycled menagerie-like activities in the coming season aside from trials? I did not feel like Sundial felt like menagerie at all. I think people really, really overstate this. Sundial feels unique. Um, People know that it's similar technically. And from a technical standpoint, from a technical standpoint, people know that Sundial is similar to menagerie. From an experiential standpoint, they're vastly different, and I believe that people have really overstated their similarities. Flying Mangoes. 
what potential changes do you see for the next season given our feedback makes about the season to be implemented next season will have none of our feedback implemented if anything gets our implemented feedback it would be in the summer and feedback from Shadowkeep likely isn't going to land on next season because a lot of our feedback during Shadowkeep was a mixed bag because it wasn't just a season it was an expansion and a season so I don't know if you're going to see a lot of our feedback implemented anytime soon um Captain Freud, did the return of Saint-14 live up to your expectations? I thought it was cool. I thought the missions were cool. I think the voice actor is nice. I, I don't know. I think I think it's dope. I think, I think the way they brought him back is pretty dope. I, I didn't have a lot of high expectations, but I think it's cool they did it. Uh, Fat Lady says, do you know if the time loss weapon bounty rate increases work when you donate Fractaline? It does not. It's a flat 25. Uh... Dick says, what if anything would you want to come forward from D2 to D3 like weapons, titles, cosmetics? I got this question yesterday. Basically, titles are all that need to come forward. We don't need to carry our loot forward. Whitlow, completely off topic uh, and about Destiny's trials for next season. Do you think Bungie can host a tournament at the end of every weekend for the best flawless trials teams? They could go head to head to be crowned that week's trials champion and get a vanity item. Bungie could also broadcast it to bring more intrigue to the Destiny directory. I could definitely get behind this. It would be cool. It would be kind of like in Fortnite where you'd have to play for points. It's not just about going flawless. Teams would be qualifying and then the, and it would come it would come to a head at the end of like maybe have those teams face off or something. It would be it would be tough to navigate though because you'd have to understand like you'd have some team in Britain qualify and get great points and then some team in you know California qualify and get enough points. How do you get those guys to play against each other? How do you make sure the connections aren't terrible because there aren't dedicated servers? It's a good idea, but I just I have no idea how they would implement this. Also, they need trials to land and they need to mitigate cheating and have anti cheat before you could put in anything like this because you know Fortnite had people cheating and qualifying and I don't know how much of a T sip that is, but <laughs> that's something that happened with theirs. I've heard speculation next season that we will revisit Mars as a Warmind 2.0 since the season was essentially Curse of Osiris 2.0. We hardly were ever on Mercury, though. Besides random rolls on the EP weapons, what would you see that they would do if this was the case? I've been calling for a, a repurpose and a rethinking of Escalation Protocol, let us matchmake from orbit, and do random rolls on the weapons, and throw the hand cannon in there, because the hand cannon's pretty dope. Uh, the Escalation Protocol Icolos hand cannon's actually pretty nice. That's what I would do. TK Lotus. Can you quickly lay out your pl- platonic what? Your platonic ideal for RPG loot pursuits in D2 apart from seasonal additions? I feel like open world strike raid is a perfect progression and needs to be doubled down on. There is something beautiful about killing bosses and then wearing their skulls to fight harder monsters. Well, I mean, I've talked about this a little bit. I do think they need to recapture the idea of loot dropping from the boss, loot dropping from the activity and not from a bounty and not from a frame and not from like a menu. Um I don't I I I don't want to over romanticize it but I really do think that there's something special about the, the the loot dropping from the boss. I do. I think there's something special about this. I think it popping out of a chest is kind of eh and then it dropping from a frame in a bounty is even more of an eh. It just isn't as it's not as exciting. It doesn't it doesn't feel like a like a loot pursuit. It feels like a transaction. Um the ant the Antimitis. How important would be an introduction of a bunch of new weapon perks be for the upcoming season, in your opinion? 
I mean, I think weapon perks are the biggest way to spice things up and make you chase something new. How do you chase another hand cannon? How do you motivate me to chase another shotgun? Perks is really the only way. And and to do it in a way where the perks seem to matter in the content, Vorpal, Vorpal and Osmosis were cool, but they didn't seem to really matter in Sundial. Now, it can't be too narrow. You can't be like, here are perks. Like, this gun's stronger in the Sundial. Look at this perk. And then Sundial's going away. So it can't be too narrow. But it could land on the combat style. It could land on things that you're required to do in there. I don't know. I, You know, kills with this weapon. X, I, don't, I don't have a good suggestion here. But that's where I would... It, it, new perks, number one. And then maybe if it's possible, make the new perks be have an affinity and a synergy with the new content but not one that goes away Ashen Hollow what perk combinations would you like to see on a ritual weapon to make them closer to pinnacles or at least feel rituals shouldn't approach pinnacle weapons no I think pinnacle weapons were a problem I made a video that said they needed to go away Um, Bungie doesn't take marching orders from me but I I think I unearthed and other people unearthed a problem with ritual weapons Uh, at the time they were called pinnacles the pinnacle weapons were problematic and Bungie basically said everything that myself and other people said in their one blog post it was like this is creating a problem we can't keep doing this every season and so no we can't go back to that that way I continue to say ritual weapons need to fall into a Genesis Chain lane, which is, it's unique, but it's not best in class. Genesis Chain was unique, but it was not best in class. T. Michael Jr. Kind of off topic, but someone mentioned this in chat. Do you think we should or will be able to have universal ornaments on for all armor? Like, making our armor look like EP armor once earned, for an example. I've actually gotten this question before, and the real danger is you can turn every activity into a binary transaction of time where, got the chess piece, I'm done. Right? Oh, I got the chess piece, I'm done! Because it's just an ornament. Again, this lands on the big, big conundrum of armor. I said before, I don't have the solution here. But if all I have to do is run a raid or escalation protocol or anything, run it enough times to get helmet, gloves, chest, boots, mark, and then I'm done, I, there, there's no pursuit there. It's just, oh, I got it, I'm done. I now have the ornament for the EP chest piece or the gauntlets or whatever. May, incentivizing me to grind for a good roll on EP armor that's the real question or the new season uh, activity or the new raid or whatever if you're going to incentivize me to grind for that armor I do feel like it has to be more than a well once you get it it's an ornament and you got it for forever That there's a danger there of cheapening the grind if you do that the Antimitis. How important would a bunch of new weapon perks already answered that? Just enough says, what weapon farms, frames, bounties, ETC, but not god roll farms? Oh, we have farms, but not god roll farms. I don't understand what you mean. Do we need high stat farms for armor? We can only farm... Oh, 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 yeah, you're talking about armor. I already, Yeah, I already conceded this. There is not a good pursuit for armor right now. They need to do something about it. Your main man, Julian. Would you be interested in Bungie having a similar Fractaline grind in each season? I enjoy doing the activities and bounties for the weapon grind, but the Fractaline donation auto-completing bounties feels like a nice cherry on top at the end of the season. Now I can stress less. Okay, so I actually think, yes, having events like this as a crescendo is a good thing. I've got my, my video on the Empyrean Foundation ultimately said this is a nice capstone to the end of the season. Um, salvation. 
why not have seasonal weapons that have oracle disruptor intrinsic which gives a 25% buff against all enemies and whatever seasonal activity there is normal activities that the buff doesn't activate giving season to grind the weapons for seasonal use but open world it acts like any other weapons thoughts my favorite kind of question um you're the only the only challenge here is is if i get a god roll hand cannon this season and it has your oracle disruptor which gives me a 25 percent buff against all enemies and whatever the season activity is there then my hand cannon is now as good as the hand cannon that might drop in the new seasonal activity so if there was a sundial hand cannon that gave me this oracle disruptor thing that's great for sundial as well as the next seasonal uh, activity now that hand cannon has transcended one season to another and the new hand cannon and the new activity might be less interesting new perks new perks are the the, the main main driver like think of it this way if there's a god roll hand cannon in sundial and a god roll hand cannon in the activity next season and they're both can roll to god rolls and you're not that interested because you already have one, you're not going to make it any more interesting by saying, well, the hand cannon from last season does more damage in the seasonal activity. Okay, well, if they both get that, now they're on level footing again. And you haven't done anything. The gun's more lethal in the seasonal activity, which may, to your point, it may make me put down all of my hand cannons pre-Shadow Keep, so Kindled Orchid, Awstringer, you know, all those guns I would put down and maybe run the new ones, but you're not really mitigating the problem, you're, you're, you're kind of replicating it. I have a god roll from Sundial, it does more damage in the seasonal activity. So the new seasonal activity comes around, you're like, great, I got my god roll hand cannon ready. Oh, there's a new hand cannon in there. Why am I going to go for it? Um, same perk pool as what you have now. Yeah, I don't really have a good reason. So new perks has got to be the, the, where they're really where they focus a lot of their attention. And here's why I've always been kind of banging on the drum of we got to be willing to let go of our gear every once in a while. Right now, if I add up all the god roll hand cannons that I have, there's about 10 of them. There's only so much bungee can do within the archetype of a hand cannon to make it effective against trash ads, because that's primarily what the gun's job is. So even if they do a new perk, even if they pull off the Genesis chain effect, it's just one more god roll hand cannon in a laundry pile of god roll hand cannons that I already have. The difference between the Kindled Orchid and whatever they dream up next season is marginal. The difference between the Awstringer and whatever they dream up next season is marginal. So, that's the big issue. Pruning the loot pool, or motivating a self-pruning like they did with Armor 2.0, is the only way forward. Now, they would probably only do this in September. So, in September of 2019, Shadowkeep lands, and you self-pruned all of your armor. And now, in short order, you're kind of like, I have all the armor I need. Doesn't take long. Armor's not quite the same as guns. So, if in September of 2020, they can incentivize a self-pruning where you want to chase the new weapons and you willingly basically get rid of everything you have up to this point because you're motivated to, that would be the real ticket. I personally don't know how they're going to do that. I believe that they can. I believe that they probably will. They're kind of hinting at that, right? They're burying you in guns right now. They're not going to do that haphazardly. They're going to do that and be like, yeah, go ahead, have a ball. Enjoy all those weapons. Yeah. Yep. Really play with that truck. You know, and then you take the truck away. Remember that commercial? 
yeah man there you go have fun really play with that truck and then he takes the truck away and the kid's like angry or whatever like this time would be yeah yeah have a have a ball with all those weapons and then in September of 2020 you're gonna self prune and you're not gonna be mad at us for it nobody was mad about armor 2.0 I mean maybe a few people were mad but like by and large people were like yeah no cool the new digs the new armor the new perks the new stuff armor 2.0 looks dope I'm gonna chase it and we willingly got rid of all of our armor from roughly two years of playing destiny tweeting what are your thoughts on an inventory overhaul for all the planetary resources and tokens i feel like i'm running out of space very very uh easy solution here it's actually probably simpler than a lot of folks um are making it if you go right now uh, i'm gonna use my mouse if you go to the director and then you go to the season pass and then go to the go to level 89 on the season pass you see a little box and it says destination resource bundle and it's a little box and you can see all the resources inside I think they could go into your your inventory and take all of your resources from all the planets and put it into one box one total and that's fine what about what about spiders uh, what about spiders stuff um, I don't I don't think that that is uh, that's a big problem I don't think we gotta worry about spiders inventory or inventory exchange they could find a new purpose for him uh, maintaining his currency exchange and his black market is not of the utmost importance I think it's the first thing that they would do which is to, to pull them all down into one uh, one inventory I mean they already have the icon I mean it's right here it's it's a box where you can see all of the resources inside Univer- if you universalize those I mean open the director how many planets have their own resources to four uh six eight there's nine right all nine of them do dreaming city dreaming city has barry and bow tangled shore has the 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 weird lobster tail looking things and then nessus and then the moon they all have it they all have their own resources so that's nine resources suddenly condensed down into one that's that's eight resource slots suddenly freed up that are that you just you would never go in and see dust light shards and and dado's you know salad lettuce you wouldn't see that you would only see one box j christ i don't understand the reskin argument you don't remodel your house for free or rebuild your car for free i I love where your heart's at, Jay Chris, but I don't feel like you... Have you ever interacted with the Destiny community? <laughs> have you ever interacted with the Destiny community? People had the... had the, the I, I feel like the... I, I don't... I, I want to call it the nerve, but people called the moon a reskin. The moon was not a reskin. It felt and looked nothing like the moon from D1. It was so different. The lost sectors were huge. They were like miniature strikes. They added an entire area, the Crimson Keep. They added an entire event, the the Altar of Sorrows. They had the Vex invasions. It it doesn't feel anything like the, the D1 moon. And yeah, they got to consider something. The D1 moon, you 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 almost never when you went patrolling you didn't go down into the depths of the moon you didn't go down in those those hive areas and all of that there's so many other areas down there that you had to go down when you were doing the stuff for Eris. but people still with a straight face look at the moon and they're like it's a reskin that's lazy are you kidding me we're paying for content we already had Comparing the D1 moon to the D2 moon, it is a literal joke. Like the differences between them is is massive. And I'm telling you, people would st- people still got out my nose about it on YouTube. This guy's just a bungee apologist. It's a reskin. He's just in denial. And I'm like, you have got to be freaking kidding me. I 
We had a dungeon on the moon bigger than the crow to raid, right? Thank you. I didn't even I forgot about the dungeon. I It was such a I don't even know how to explain it. It was like going to like a really old restaurant and being like, oh wow, they reopened this restaurant and the front of it was exactly the same. You're like, oh, look at the sign and the door and you open it up and it would be completely different on the inside. Like that's the way the moon felt. Like on the surface, you're like, yeah, it's the moon. But when you actually got inside the content and you actually went down on the moon and did stuff on it, it was 100, it was almost entirely different. It was almost entirely different. (laughs) It it was it was just absurd it was absurd but the point i'm making is i get what you're saying you don't remodel your house for free or rebuild your car for free true but this community would never ever ever accept a 10 dollar season of the reskin they simply wouldn't it would it would it would it would get completely blown out of proportion and rejected um prodigious do you think bungie has the manpower to be working on d2 a supposed new IP, and D3 all at the same time. I do. Uh, the supposed new IP they're hiring for, so that'll be extra bandwidth that isn't going to pull away from the bandwidth of Destiny. They're presently hiring for people to work on that new IP, the one that they got the money from uh, NetEase for, and it doesn't sound like it's going to be as big in scope as Destiny. Um, I'll probably be more simplistic, maybe even a mobile game. And as far as working on D3 and D2 at the same time, I don't know. I don't work there. So I hope so. It'd be great if they could outsource the initial building of D3 in a new engine and integrate it with dedicated servers. So whenever they do start siphoning people off of Destiny 2 to work on Destiny 3, a lot of the groundwork has already been done. I sweatpants. In hindsight, what do you think Bungie can do to improve the next two seasonal contents coming and what parts do you think worked best from the previous two? I'm not going to retread my entire video. My entire video was basically the artifact, the sundial, and the loot. What was good? What was bad? What could they do to improve? I'm not going to retread that entire that entire video that takes 10 minutes for me to do. Um, yeah, Ginger 300. The Imperian Foundation is a good send-off for this season in my opinion. Do you think seasons should end with community-driven events more often? I think they're going to continue to do this. I don't think this is a, this is this is going to be a common theme. It's a nice way to end it. It's like, hey, come together. There's no real true content delivery. There's no real co- true content drop, but it gives us something to do. It gives us something to to kind of come together and rally around. And I think comparing the Mars event to this event, this event's a thousand times better. And they applied a lot of our feedback. Prodigious. With all the complaints of the lack of aspirational content to take on our min-max builds, what would your ideal version of aspirational endgame content and the reward structure look like? I'm going to use a raid as an example. A contest modifier raid and an NPC with rank. The more you run the raid, the more the rank goes up. Daily, weekly, repeatable bounties for that raid. When you're running the contest modifier version of the raid, non-powerful drops are dropping. While you're doing that, the overarching grind is leveling up an NPC that gives you ornaments for all the guns, ornaments for the armor, and when you're sort of done with the raid, you've you've maxed out the NPC, you have an ornament for every gun, you have an ornament for every piece of armor, and you got all the god rolls you wanted on the guns. And then, the real trick is the Genesis Chain effect. All the guns in Garden of Salvation should have been like the Genesis Chain, there should have been synergistic perks and potential synergistic roles and curated roles that are in the mix. So you can settle for a, a good role or a slightly god role, or you're going to keep going for the, the really, 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 really good curated adept role or whatever, and then you slap an ornament on there, and now you're quote-unquote done. 
well, what's the point of that? Where am I going to take those adept roles? Where am I going? There's always going to be a point where you're like, I'm done with for the season. I'm done with my loot pursuit. There is no eternal grind, right? Because as I outline that, I can hear, I can hear that 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 crew, that group that's just like, well, what's the point of that, Lono? Why do I need those god rolls? Why do I need those curated rolls? Why do I need those adept guns from the raid? I don't know. I didn't need the Genesis chain, but Dad Gummin, it was fun, and I liked getting it. I didn't need the Nano Phoenix. I didn't need the ornaments for my Wrath of the Machine armor during Age of Triumph, but it was really freaking cool to get it. I think sometimes people just need to accept that that maybe you're you're bored and you're 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 burned out and that's why you're not really enthused about stuff that that is more it's more cool than useful. I think there's room for really really cool end game grinds where you would feel that sense of the contest modifier rate is tough. Do you see what I did though? I did give you a reason now to go back and min-max and to go run nightfalls and to get really good rolls and to get really good builds because the contest modifier raid would be tough and it would only get easier with practice and with really, really good builds and loadouts. So I am giving you a capstone to that aspirational grind within nightfalls and within the armor 2.0 system, but there's an end to that road. There's a natural end to that road. There's just, even if they did that with a raid NPC and a raid and ornaments and gave you a reason to go back into the raid week to week and and really felt that desire to like, I'm going to level up the NPC. I'm going to get all these ornaments. I'm going to get all this great stuff. You are going to get to a point where you're like, I'm kind of done with this season. I'm going to take a break. I This idea with raids, I trotted out as an idea to take Garden of Salvation as an example. In Season of Dawn, the raid NPC would have had two ornaments for two of the guns and two ornaments for two of the armor pieces and you would have spent the entire season earning your way up and getting those and then in the next season there would have been two new ornaments and two new so then by the time you get to the summer and you finish the summer season grinding that NPC you're like I'm done I have every ornament for every gun every ornament for every armor piece and because they let me grind it for non-powerfuls I got god rolls on all the guns I got god rolls on all the armor and now I am I am done. I have put the cherry on the top of my Garden of Salvation experience. I'm ready for the next raid. Boom, they drop another one in September. That would be a great way to get more capital out of an annual raid because every season would be like, hey, we know you guys that like to run raids and aspirational content want something every season. We've got it for you. We've got an NPC that's going to update every season. You better make sure and grind like crazy every season though because they're going to rotate those things out. Now, you might want to give people a way to get the ornaments from season one and season two and three. Maybe always allow like season three to bring everything back or something. I don't know, but I think it might be a good idea to be like, no, you you gotta you gotta go for it every season, or just make them all available every season, and then you know. But then somebody may be like, well, I'll wait till the third season when they're all available, and I'll grind then. I do think there's something to be said for a seasonal raid NPC that allows you to run a raid for non-powerful drops, contest modifier, and getting really, really cool capstone ornamental ID-like things. So you are done with garden. You're you're done when you get all the way to summer. Of you're done with garden then. I listen to your stream to stay connected with the game, but I'm a solo player and I can't. Uh, play enough to feel powerful. Everything's attached to 
long to complete to be competitive. Uh, I really like D1 where I could go to YouTube, find areas where I could find the Easter egg, and they'd give me gear to complete to the hardcore players. How do I enjoy the game I'm playing without always feeling crushed because I can't play enough? I mean, if you can't level up to run Sundial and get rewards from Sundial and level up your season pass, I don't know what the frick you're doing, man. You can play very, very casually and get your seasonal pass leveled up and get guns from Sundial. I don't... I It... that. It doesn't, your question doesn't honestly feel, I don't know. There's something weird there. There's something off. How little are you playing? You can really, really get a good amount of stuff right now for casual play. It's not built for casuals, by the way. You're not going to get a ton of god rolls. You're not going to have extra perks on your guns. You're not going to have all your obelisks maxed out as fast as the rest of us. But you can play pretty casually and get stuff from the season pass and grind sundial and get guns. Sundial's not even failable. Probably isn't playing at all and is uh, discouraged from being a season behind. It's super easy to hop in. There's no such thing as being a season behind anymore. It's 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 a la carte. You can play a season, miss a season, play a season. You don't have to play every season. Uh, Attilian. Opinion on moving uh, all past season loot into legendary ingram table to shake things up since it feels stale. I they need to get a bunch of they need to they need to thresh that loot pool. They added all those cool guns, like they brought back the old-fashioned and the Last Hope and all those, and there's junk in there. Number one, get the freaking Terran Wind out of there. It's a static roll grenade launcher. Who pulled the trigger on that? Get that the frick out of there, and get weapons out of there that we've been getting for forever. Like, I think the world, that, that world drop pool should rotate every season. Get the, get the old junk out and put new stuff in there. And like you're saying, yeah, drop Vex offensive stuff in there. Who cares? Like, rotate out the old and rotate in some new. That loot pool is massive, by the way. There's so much armor in there. It's like so hard. You get a you get an old fashioned. You get a last hope or something. You're like, oh my gosh, so exciting. I think they could definitely rotate that pool every season to keep it small and a little bit more focused. Then every time you're running a strike or a lost sector or something, and an ingram drops, you're running over to look at it. You're like, what is it? Because if that world pool is smaller, it, it would be way better to be like, hey, I got a couple. I got two old fashions today. I got a couple uh, Uriel's gifts today. That would actually happen. Now I'm constantly de- de- demolishing f- forsaken SMGs and scouts and armor pieces. I'm just constantly breaking them down. Eh, rotate out the old, rotate in the new. Do that every season. Who wants another ten paces? Exactly. Get that gun. Get those guns. To, get them the heck out of there. You put them in the gunsmith loot pool. You know. Uh, Funk the Buddha. Regarding perks for primary weapons, it seems to me like a reload perk plus kill clip rampages as all the people look for these days in their roles. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think Demolitionist, Osmosis, and Vorpal had folks paying attention uh, to that a lot, and Explosive Rounds as well. I felt like there are some variability in the roles we chase in D1. Agree or disagree? Maybe that's because we didn't have the ability to equip weapon mods back then. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, you were generally looking for very, very similar things on scouts back then. Hand laid stock and brace frame was like the go-to and then hidden hand. I mean, a lot of the times when you were going for like a really, really good scout or a really good pulse, you were going for hand laid stock or brace frame and you were looking for like hidden hand and outlaw. You know, luck in the chamber on Alunas, right? I mean, there were a lot of pretty predictable roll chases even back then. I don't know if you're you're quite representing this. Now, you didn't necessarily be like, I need outlaw, I need rampage. Because back then it was outlaw and crowd control. Crowd control didn't feel as necessary back then. Truth be told, I don't think the damage perks feel as necessary now because they've been nerfed. 
I don't feel like I need a damage perk. I don't chase Rampage. I don't chase Swash. I don't chase Kill Clip. It's nice when they're on there. I've been looking for more roles like Old Fashioned. I want Drop Mag, Demolitionist, and I want Explosive Rounds. That's what I want on the Old Fashioned. I want a Boom Pow Six Shooter that's giving me, you know, grenade energy. That's what I want. And I want Drop Mag so that the reload's always fast. That... I, to a certain extent, you are going to be, to some degree, chasing something that increases your damage and your reload. That's just because they're guns. Um, it's hard to get away from that. But Headseeker was the necessary perk for pulses in D1. I don't think that's true. Even back then, Headseeker was was people broke it down that it didn't mathematically make time to kill any faster. Headseeker was as bad back then as it is now. It was a worthless perk. It was a dead perk. It didn't actually change time to kill even on trash ads. It, it was mathematically it was mathematically defunct it doesn't do anything Jedi mind trick what kind of new weapon perks would you suggest the new content drops aside perks like kill clip rampage etc elemental perks elemental perks say it with me chat elemental perks that's the trick bring back elemental burns on your kinetic weapons and 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 bring back elemental perks on like just constantly chain lightning, blinding effects, explosion effects, napalm effects, burning effects, damage over time effects there's so many things you could do with elemental perks uh, Chesky what if the armor has unique perks for the activity and destination, how many armor sets could you possibly need then, you're going to want a whole set for vex offensive, do you want a whole set for uh, sundial, do you want a whole set for the next activity, I, armor is a tough one, it really is I don't have an answer for armor, but I definitely don't think you want a full armor set for every activity realms, going off of somebody else's question about armor elements, do you think that we should be able to apply ornaments that we have earned in the past, like when the bug allowed you to pull those ornaments out of your collections I think they're going to they're gonna bring those back, I think that points to factions possibly coming back because they're going to have those ornaments be grindable again and then you can have your your uh, your ornaments back from those times uh, Dick says should they add the year one retired ornaments we, uh, we just had this question Zap for the longest time I wanted a full weapon and armor suite to grind for in strikes not just one piece of loot to grind for per strike do you think this is a realistic for strike specific loot this is they could do this with Zavala. I have an NPC video that outlines this, and I have a weapon bounty uh, um, video that outlines this. You go to Zavala, and there are weapons and armor pieces that are for that week or day or whatever that you can grind for in the strike playlist, and you do it with like a boon. You buy the boon, pop the boon, use the boon, whatever, and then that armor piece or gun has a chance to drop from any strike boss, and you just stay in the playlist. As you level up Zavala for that season, those boons are more effective, the drop rates are more healthy, so when you get into that final month, you're just getting drops like crazy, increasing the likelihood of getting the roll that you want, and now you're grinding the strike, and the loot's dropping from the boss, and it brings back that idea of staying in the strike playlist and loot coming from boss and as you're saying it could be a full set of weapons and a suite of weapons and an armor set and not just like oh there is a helmet from Malak little light all the experimental artifact mods are solely focused on armor mods since Bungie is trying to introduce new weapon perks do you think they're trying to avoid making any seasonal weapon perks I have no idea dude they haven't really spoken to that uh, T-Funk, I'm having a hard time seeing Weapons 2.0. Armor 2.0 is we pick the perk and it's just stat rolls. Weapons have archetypes that they fall into and if you pick perks on weapons, wouldn't that ruin god roll chasing? Can you explain how you see Weapons 2.0 would happen? I cannot explain it to you. Nope. I don't know what they're going to do. They got to come up with something that is that is winsome and cool and, and motivates you to get rid of your old weapons and put them down. 
you're right I don't want people picking their perks don't get it twisted when I say weapons 2.0 I do not want people creating their own god rolls oh well give me this give me that give me this give me that you know and then it's like a 10 point system right like the energy system on the armor you can only do you know you can only create a certain roll because there's a, there's a point assigned to like every single you know perk or whatever my idea has been tiers of perks so you chase the god roll and let's just say for the sake of accessibility and we know what we mean you get accurized rounds outlaw rampage we are familiar with those perks that's the god roll you're looking for and then that's the god roll that you get and then you use the weapon and invest in the weapon to make accurized rounds rampage and outlaw stronger and better and when they're done they get a little yellow circle around them right you're maximizing those then when you're done doing that it opens up something else on the gun an extra mod slot so you can run the artifact mods the cha- there would be a champion mod slot and then there would be a perk mod slot and the perk mod slot would be like rampage spec mad you know things like that like min- minor spec things like that okay and then on top of that there could be still still I'm not done yet a masterwork you masterwork it and when you're done masterworking it it gives you that extra range or the extra whatever okay and then when you're done with that it allows you it opens up customization on sights and barrels because now you're not creating a god roll you grinded for the god roll you invested in the god roll then you got an extra mod slot then you invested in the masterwork now that you're done with the masterwork now you can swap out sights and barrels for minor changes a little capstone that's what i would do with guns so one gun is it, it it is it is yours you've invested time into it but you still you still grind it for the god roll seems like a lot for the casual it's it's the same though t-funk is armor 2.0 the amount of time and the currency and the grind to take all five pieces of your armor up to t- level 10 with the, with the affinities that you want that is a lot for the casual and Bungie still did it and what do they do they laced it with something that's kind of accessible yeah you can swap out your mods that's not that big of a deal Oh, you got a god roll? You got a good roll? No worries. Just use the weapon and the perks will level up. And when they're done leveling up, now you have more mod slots. You get a little bit more freedom on your thing. Like, it would just naturally happen. Think of how the artifact in the season pass just naturally happened. It would still have that low entry point accessible thread. Yeah, just use the weapon. Just use your favorite weapon. And then T-Funk and Lono end the season with... 15 different weapons that we absolutely maxed out. We took them up to adept status. And a casual player's like, I got three or four. But it doesn't matter. They were able to do it just by simply playing. And if the seasonal content is structured the same way that Sundial was, and it's really, really generous, they're going to have a junk ton of weapons, and they can get to it eventually. They may have gotten a good roll on a shotgun, and they didn't turn it all the way up to adept. That's okay. There's no seasonal limitation on that. You keep, the, you keep the seasonal content generous. It's dropping stuff like crazy. They end the season with lots of guns. We, we were like, well, now that I'm done grinding for god rolls, I'm going to take them up to adept status. And they are going to do that later. But it's always a value point there that's waiting for them to invest in that gun to make it better. And, you know, I'm assuming you'll take off the Midnight Coup and the Ikelos. The hope would be 
the hope would be that the level of customization investment and the sense of power and the sense of personalization would be enough for you to put down your boring static roll midnight coup and icolos quit being a basic biatch and switch things up like i feel like that's exactly the mentality people would take this is my hand cannon I switched the sights around, I unlocked the mods, I took the perks up, I switched around the barrels, like, this is my gun. And you still, you still had to chase the god roll. It's not weapon crafting. It isn't. It's a version of build crafting and weapon crafting, but you still had to put the time in to get the god roll. If they did that, on top of a bunch of cool new elemental perks, it'd be a win-win. It'd be a really, really big win. It'd be a lot of time. Sounds a lot like vanilla we one we- vanilla D1 weapon upgrading. No, it's certainly inspired by it, but no. If you got an accurized rounds outlaw rampage gun, all those perks would be active from moment 1. All those perks would be active from moment 1. In Destiny 1, you had to level the gun up before you even got to experience the perk. Sounds like Resident Sleeper to me. We'll make a better suggestion then. Mr. Dub, can the Nightfall ordeal system be applied to raids I don't know I think the idea of contest modifier in a raid NPC would work just fine JD Gamer hey Lono with two weeks of server issues do you think this means Destiny 2 is possibly running out of space or is needing D3 for a new engine these are unrelated needing a new engine and dedicated servers is is a different subject Uh, those are certainly things that would be helpful and good but that's a different subject what happened was explained in a blog post there was there was an update that didn't hit a couple of world servers and it caused significant problems they wrote like a whole blog entry uh, about about how it all went down thog would you like to see public events expanded upon maybe tie them into other pieces of content like lost sectors for example if they could ever get dedicated servers you could do world events where if enough if enough events get turned into heroic, then a, a world boss shows up. Unfortunately, without dedicated servers, there's not a really good way of doing that. So there's not a whole lot they can do with public events. They're they're at kind of the height of what you can do in a little instance that they create. Godzilla. How would Bungie improve participation in adventures? They are packed with unique dialogue and have unique objectives. Uh, loot drops. Just loot drops. Um, uh, if Let's say you have a, a gun... Let's say they bring back the Lincoln Green and you can get it from Devrim K, but they do my loot boon idea where you don't do a bounty, you buy the boon and the boon increases the likelihood of the Lincoln Green dropping and the boon stipulates that the more adventures you run, the higher the chance that it drops. You can't just keep running the same one. The more adventures you run, so it would track the boon would track and it'd be like you could look at it and you would see it like adventure one adventure two adventure three adventure four and then once you hit like a certain number it's dropping more often and you just keep running adventures you could even create an adventure playlist right they could do that with the planets where the adventures are kind of basic and kind of mission oriented and then i think they could do something with the barons as well the baron adventures are some of the best boss fights in destiny and we don't we don't interact with them the mad bomber the hangman those fights are freaking awesome and we barely touch them the my what's the what's the guy the the um the mind guy where he like he's really big and it's like it's like a it's not a hallucination but like he he comes in the room and he makes himself really big and then there was the sniper guy that sniper fight was awesome i don't think i've ever done it since is his name mindbender that's weird that they get the mindbender shotgun then from the fanatic then anyway is it is that what his name was i didn't realize that Hollywood Zero. 
Is it a rumor or is Bungie really keeping the seasonal mods in the game but only usable with seasonal armor? And shouldn't legendary armor be able to equip a season mod after the season is done? I don't know if they've spoken to that. Um, shouldn't the legendary version of Sundial or the seasonal activity drop an ornament that we can show off the season is done? Th- th- this touches on what I said for raids. I gave an example with the raid, an NPC and ornaments for the aspirational grind. They could have done something similar with Sundial. Diamond, do you see implementing a spectator mode in D3? I, that's completely unrelated to anything we're talking about right now. Dick, should all the exotic weapons have champion mods baked in, like Ariana's and Divinity? Either do that or give them a slot. I, you got to do something so I could run the, you know, the Huckleberry or any of the other primaries that they try to make more accessible or more enjoyable. You know, they've got to have the ability to run champion mods, or they're really unappealing in the content where there's champions. Sweatpants. What if Weapon Suit Auto added frames? You can pick uh, options like scope and clips, but you could masterwork each. In addition to two perks you can pick from, it lets you pick. I'm skipping this. This is just you submitting your idea. Uh, Pinoy. What do you think about them adding customizable ornaments? Uh, for our ships, for example, add a large cannon to the top. I mean, this would just probably land in the Eververse if they did this, and then people would be like, you know, they would just be like, ah, we're, you know, we're not, we're just, we're adding more, they're just adding more Eververse stuff, you know, just adding more Eververse stuff. I don't think they want to go this route. I think the Eververse is in a fine place. Some ornaments for guns, some ornaments for exotics. There's flourishes like finishers and emotes and projections we don't want any if they start going further than this then you're just going to get more people you know complaining about eververse getting too much attention um because i i I don't know if the answer is just a bunch of like look at what happened with bounties right look at what happened with bounties we all wanted bounties and bungie gave us a ton of bounties and everybody's like i'm sick of bounties so bungie's like okay people want aspirational loot they want aspirational thing to chase let's give them a bunch of ornamental stuff ornamental stuff for their ships ornamental stuff for their guns uh you know for their boots for everything then people might be like dude i'm sick of chasing ornaments there there's a i don't know there's a there's a give and take here and i don't think they want to overswing. plus if i'm going to be grinding for ornaments i'd rather be on my guns and my or and my armor and not my ship because nobody really sees your ship anyway we're hardly ever in orbit like we used to be i mean i am all the time because i don't play the game but you get what I mean. So, if you guys have enjoyed this segment, and maybe you were, maybe you were even here this morning before we did this segment, this is basically what I do. It's very interactive. It's like an interactive podcast. Uh, it's family friendly. You can you can be playing the game. You can have kids around. You can be at work. Coworkers and kids can hear me talking, and you're not going to have to worry about what I'm going to say. If you've enjoyed the content, uh, be sure to click follow and turn on notifications. I'm going to keep on streaming. I'm going to be continuing to answer your questions in chat, but I'm going to do an outro for the podcast. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, uh, you can always catch me live. Uh, at sayinodarage.com, or as always, please like, share, and subscribe.